What's up, everyone? You're listening to The Roz Project. My name is Ivan Temelkov, and I'm your host. On this podcast, we discuss entrepreneurship, personal development, family tech, and marketing. Why should you listen to this podcast? This podcast is for those of you who are looking for life-changing advice and ways to thrive digitally with your business. As always, all content is 100% real, raw, and unfiltered. On this episode, I'm really excited to bring uh, a fanpreneur. I think that's the right term that I've been following on social media for quite, quite a while. Her name is Mia Coella Barnes, who is an award-winning photographer and entrepreneur. She's also a photography coach and mentor teaching hundreds of women how to launch successful photography companies all over the country. Also a single mom to four children and deeply involved in giving back to her community and leading women. That's amazing. Hi, Mia. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So we were, you know, I've been following you for quite a while on social media and I finally, you know, we've had several conversations and, and finally wanted you to come on the podcast because first of all, let's start with your story. You know, let's, let's, let's spend a couple of minutes, tell the audience about your story because I think it's absolutely fucking fascinating that you came out on the other I'm end and you're still alive. <laughs> right. I know, I know. Okay. So I, I'm like, where do I begin? Well, one, I'm an identical twin. I was raised by a single mom, um, one of four children also. So full circle here. Also a single mom now, four kids. Um, but I was married for, I was super conservative and married for 17 years. Um, I say that because divorce was not okay um, in my world in small town Texas. And so um, after 15 years of marriage and having four children, our youngest was really sick. Um, and that led to some issues in our marriage with substance abuse um, on the part of my partner. And so we divorced after 17 years, which led me to being a single mom. Um, at that point, I had had a successful photography career for about seven years and um, was the only breadwinner. He was unemployed um, for the last two years. And so I was the only one working and raising kids and kind of holding it together. I thought that um, divorce would help me kind of stop babysitting another adult and it would be easier. And it actually ended up not being true. It, it, it was good. It, it was a good choice for me. Right. Um, but then moving out of that, um, I'd never dated. I got married at 19, had my first baby at 21. So all I knew was running businesses, being a wife and being a mom. And that's all I knew about the world. I was super in a bubble. I was the women's ministry leader at the small church in yeah. uh, Texas. <laughs> so, and I was raised in California. So I was very, um, I went through a season of like losing all of my friends because divorce was not okay. Um, and still running a business, um, dating someone who was very toxic, um, ended up having to have like, there's still court cases going on with that situation. Yeah. So, um, mad, like radically changed the way I view people. I had major trust issues after that relationship, um, went right into the next one, also had major issues. And so about a year and a half ago, I hit the pause button, was on my own mm -hmm. with four kids and um, really started evaluating like who I was surrounding myself with, why I really thought the whole manifesting new age shit after being from Nanai, yeah, right. <laughs> used to cuss. Um, but all of that was bullshit. Like I just thought like you just needed Jesus and that was it and good people. And I found out that 
good people are imperfect people. Yeah. <laughs> as much as they're great people and they have good hearts, they're imperfect. And when something like that happens that doesn't fit into their mold of who you're supposed to be, um, it is very easy for people to shift you out. And all of a sudden I was alone and I had four kids looking at me for direction and I was a mess. And so I started working a lot on on healing like the parts of me that were calling in those things and I truly I, those things were not my fault I didn't ask for those things to happen to me to be a victim of abuse to be a victim of an alcoholic to be a person who was like someone that I trusted tried to talk me into killing myself so he could get my life insurance policy like it was bad that's fucked up but, uh, it is fucked up it is 100% but that's where I was at and so I was in that's the last thing I left before I decided I'm out like this yeah. is not okay what am I doing? And instead of being like, I'm the victim, everything's happening to me, I began to look at, like, who have I become that I am allowing these things to go on? And why do people think that this is okay to, to do to me? And how can I take my power back? And being from the West Coast, and yeah. being like an outspoken woman, I'm an identical twin, I don't... I. I've always been like, I don't take shit from anyone, but I'll tell, let my husband tell me what I can, can't do and, and I'll fit into this bubble. And so I've had to like really step into my like badassery in the last like year and a half and be like, this is who I am. I'm going to be yeah. unapologetic. I'm going to fight for what I think is right. I'm going to seek justice. I'm going to live for truth. I'm going to be whole. And if you don't like it, like that's, I'm good with that. And my yeah. life since then has been radically different in the best ways possible. You know, there were a couple of things that you were taught. So the reason I, one of the main reasons I wanted you to come on the show is because I think fanpreneurs don't get enough credit in, in an entrepreneurial world that's predominantly male driven. And that's probably <laughs> one of the biggest fucking problems. And most of all is single mother going through, you know, a terrible divorce, four kids they're looking for guidance towards you like most women will break down get depressed and probably never unravel from the chaos of bullshit it, it that's just the reality of it and so the fact that like you were when you were talking about it and you said you know i would say that i don't take any shit from anybody but then i would tell my ex-husband like what to do so it was like 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 a change where it was like you, you always had it in yourself to be resilient, but I think it was a lack of self-belief mm -hmm. of like saying, you know what? I am strong enough. I am intelligent enough. I need to believe more in myself and just execute more. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what you just said that, you know, about a year ago when, when all this shit kind of piped down a little bit more with everything that was going on with your relationships, that your life took a radical shift for the better. You started seeing, you know, better relationships. You were surrounding yourself with more successful people, people that were more like-minded, people who accepted you for who you are, people who supported you for what you did, not, and not judge you based on your flaws because you're absolutely right. In this fucked up society that we live in, a lot of people will judge you on your flaws. Mm -hmm. You know what? Because it's easy to attack someone when they're weak, right? To look down upon them and say, you know. When you think they're weak. Because I'm not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. To yeah. think that you're weak. And that's another thing is this society will misconstrue you. So, you know, you've done, I mean, the fact that you've been able to find the strength, the inner strength to emerge from the chaos is just mesmerizing in itself.
because most women just can't do that. So, you know, I applaud you for that, that you've been able to do it and being able to keep it together with four kids, because I know before we jumped on, you know, to, to hit record, you were also talking about homeschooling and managing a couple of businesses and like all oh, this. And I'm like, woman, well, where in the fuck do you find the time to do this? Like, yeah. do you drink at all? Are you, are you, are you sober most of the time? Like that, that's a lot to do because all these things are full-time jobs, you know, kids are full-time jobs. So you have four kids. So you mm -hmm. technically have four full-time jobs as is. Because you have to attend to each kid. And as I'm speaking as a fellow father because I have two kids. Mm -hmm. And I know what it's like to be able to, to attend, to give them the time. Because a lot of people will say, oh, yeah, kids, you know, and, and it can be manageable. And it's like, uh, you don't have kids. Right. When you have kids, you understand how it's different. Because when you're sitting down on your computer and you're trying to do work and your son or daughter, you know, is like, daddy, daddy, they want your attention. What are you going to do? Right. Mm -hmm. So like the ability to multitask, to do all of that. So um, let's go back to, you know, I just wanted to touch upon those things in your story because I know a lot of the listeners, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to the show. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think I've had enough females on the show uh, such as yourself that, yeah, that share. Fix it. Exactly. That that's why I'm having you on is because you you have an amazing story. You know, it's 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 some people uh compared it to rags rags to riches because you've gone from terrible relationship, you know, struggling with self-esteem to just, you know, skyrocketing to running successful businesses and and you know, uh making sure that your kids are taken care of. One thing that I want to ask you though. If you could remember back to those struggles and challenges, you know, like, you know, with your ex-husband and, and the courtship that was going on, like, what's the one thing that spoke to you that you were like, you know what, I'm, I'm stronger than that? Was there one thing that you can think of that was kind of like, you know what, I can do better? I think that, like, honestly, my mom was a single mom, and my mom, like, had four kids, and she put herself back through school, and she became a partner at her CPA firm, mm -hmm. and I think that, like, look, like, when I, like, when I was in my early 20s, my mom and I just, we don't have a ton in common, and so we're not super close. We don't have any issues, but we're not super close, and I just, I always felt like she tolerated being a mom, but she thrived in being a businesswoman, and I always respected that about her. But I think that she, and she wasn't like a nurturing, cuddly person. She was like a very, she's always been very direct. Yeah. And she told us as kids, and I remember being in high school and her telling us, if you are not successful, it is your own fault because it's not because you're not capable. It's because you're choosing to be lazy. And if mm. we got bad grades, that's what she would tell us. And I, and so, and, and I think being an identical twin helps too with the confidence. I've never had a, I wouldn't say, I've, I, I can't look back and ever say I, have a, had a confidence issue it's that I've had a an issue with being okay with my power if that makes sense yeah so so it's never been an issue of can I do this it's always been an issue is is it okay with others if I do this so so right there what you said is that you weren't in part looking for acceptance from others you were looking for validation from others because you just said that you know, is it, how are others going to view me if I do something different 
that yeah. is maybe considered abnormal because let's face it, our society is very normal and very stagnant also. Right. So when you do something that's polarizing, so was that probably one of your biggest struggles is like seeking that validation? I, I think that, I think that the part when the light bulb went off for me was, mm -hmm. was just stopping caring. Like, so I've always wanted people to be proud of me. I've always wanted, and so fitting, especially in, in Southern Baptist, Texas culture, yeah. I've been here a lot of my adult life. And I think that like, I don't fit here. And I've tried to fit here. When I got married, my mom said, do not ever let a man tell you what to do. Do not do it. And I, I remember thinking, like, how sad that she said that. Like, if my husband yeah. loves Jesus and I loved whatever, whatever this, the, you know, whatever the headship is in your home, if he's a respectable, loving person, why wouldn't I want to submit myself under his authority? Like, and I remember really, truly heartfelt, like, believing that and thinking that was such an honorable thing. And as I've become, like, more independent and confident on my own, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But why do we have to be under the headship of anybody? Like if I'm, his, right. if I'm whoever's partner, like it should be a partnership. I shouldn't have to place myself under somebody else who's honestly less powerful than I am. Like the guy I was married to has never been driven. He's never been passionate about one thing in his entire damn life, ever. Yeah. And he was married to someone who was passionate and driven and wanted more. And it was never going to be enough. Not the material stuff, but just what I'm capable of. I was never going to settle for, for mediocre. Like mediocrity is not yeah. something I can get passionate about ever. And that's well, all he was about. And it was always like, when is it ever going to be yeah. enough? And it was always like this. Like, when is it ever going to be enough? When are you going to be satisfied? And I'm just like... Uh, when I'm dead, I don't know. Like, I don't know what else to tell you, but there, there's not going to be a limit where I'm just like, okay, I have arrived. Like, you know, like I have four yeah. companies now. I have four kids. I'm, yeah. I'm always doing something. And it's because I know I'm capable of so much more. And it would be a shame to waste it. And I don't you're, want my kids to see me waste it. You're absolutely right. You know, one thing that you said right there that I want to touch upon is weak people uh, people that are not driven will try to control others mm -hmm. simply because they feel like that's the only way that they can steer direction. And control is about direction, is the ability to steer an outcome, to, to manifest an outcome. Yeah. And so that's exactly, I think, what was happening with your ex-husband. And, and there's a lot of that also in business, I'm sure, as you know, is yeah. just that weak people, people who haven't achieved things that they're, they're preaching to others, you know, they're trying to gain control because they know when they gain control, they can manifest and, and they can steer direction of outcomes that are in favor to them. And that's exactly what I think, you know, was happening, you know, with your ex-husband is this is that he wasn't motivated. He wasn't driven. You know, he wasn't aspired to, to do anything great. He was just kind of going with the flow. And he knew that the only way to get you under his wing was to try and control you. And by yep. controlling you is just that that would that would determine the outcomes of the things that you would be doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's 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 really, really, really degrading to a person because you're limiting someone's potential in yeah. doing that. And, you know, as someone who, you know, I've been married once before and I had a similar situation, you know, an ex-wife who really wasn't wasn't as driven. And I always thought that, you know what? just because my ex-wife kept saying that, you know, you're no good, you're not talented, you'll never amount to anything that, you know, I let that simmer in my head. I let that dictate the course of my decisions and the actions I would take. And so it's, it's actually, you know, fascinating when you 
develop that self-belief and realize that you're capable of so much more, that you mm-hmm. can do so much more. Because if you can change the state of your mind in thinking that, you know what, I can do more, I'm capable of more, you'll do more. Because right. you're extracting the negativity out of your mind. Let's face it, everything is mine. You know, mm-hmm. as a business owner, you know, everything is, is mindset, really, is the way you think. You know, is the glass half empty or half full? right? So if it's half empty, you still have more potential. But, but women in business don't even have that. Women in business are like, am I allowed to say that that's a glass? Like, am I allowed? Like, I think that that's the yeah. thing that I've learned so much in the last year and a half, especially as I've started leading so many women is that women don't even, they're so like the term, and I'm just going to say bitch, like no one sure. wants to label that. And so, so we, we feel like we can't, well, I'll speak for myself. I felt like I couldn't fully step into my power because especially in the South and being from California, I didn't want to be labeled as a bitch. Like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I want to be, I want to be a nice, quiet woman who's respectable. Like, what the fuck is that? But I really felt like that. Like, I was like, I want to fit in and I want to be this like nice, quiet, respectable wife who everyone thinks is great, you know? And you can be a great person and a great wife and a great mom and a great friend and still have power. Like there's nothing wrong with it, but powerful right. women are you just bitches. And it sucks because especially like men can be, you know, they're a leader and they're a go-getter and women, you're a bitch. And it's so frustrating. And I think the other thing, and we've talked about this before is the whole, yeah. like that's why women need permission because we don't want to be called a bitch by the women behind us or the men across from us. And so we've talked about that whole get in the boat thing before but that whole like story of you know the entrepreneur field if that's a lake and there's a group of men and women and no one's done this job before and you're supposed to get in a boat no one knows how to row boat get in the boat get across the lake what happens if they say go a man like men or a man or five men will fight over it and they'll all get in the boat none of them know what the crap they're doing but they all want to be the person that gets there right they don't know how to do it any more than we know how to do it and the right. women will sit there. We have to make sure that our responsibilities are taken care of. We have to make sure we're not going to step on someone else's toes. We have to get permission. Like, do you think I can do it? Or do you think that she could do it better? Like, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. So you just choose. Like, none of us take the lead. Like, it's all like, and, and all of us are like that. And so by the time we've made sure that we're not going to be called a bitch, that we have validation from others that we can do it, that we think that we're capable on our own and that we're not going to fail in front of a group of women who are then going to make fun of us and ice us out. Right. The men are across the damn lake. And, and, and it's been that way in entrepreneurship forever because of how women are like men are just raised to think, you know, go do it, go figure it out. You'll figure it out. You know what I mean? And, and you're raised like that your whole life. And it's just the way our world works. And, yeah. and the way that, that women's gender rules are, is it's like, you know, be nice. You know, he's like that because, you know, he thinks that you're cute or, or she, you need to be nice to her because you don't, you don't want all the girls to not like you and, you know, yeah. run a little slower. So that boy doesn't feel bad about himself. You know, we're told all this stuff while we're growing up. And so we get into this workforce or, we have these ideas and we are just conditioned that social conditioning that we all have that men are, men are like, I better do this because I was told my whole life I better figure it out and I'm going to fucking do it. Right. And the women yep. are, are built to think, Oh my gosh, like, Oh, like I don't want to step on anyone's toes. And so you run your business like that. And I can tell you when I first moved to Abilene six years ago, yeah. I, I was a dude in the freaking lake and it pissed everybody off. 
And it made me think, am I doing something wrong? Because what happened was, as I moved here, I had a sick kid. I had a husband that was making okay money, but not anything great. Like we had to save and we were living on one income. Right. And I was like, if I'm going to work here and I'm going to be a photographer in this area, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to be successful and, if, and, and try whatever I can dream up. And if it works, amazing. And if it doesn't, I didn't have a business here anyway. So who cares? And so because I had yeah. nothing to lose, I didn't need the money. I mean, obviously, we all need more money for stuff. But sure. I didn't have anything to lose. So I jumped in and like marketed myself as the best photographer in the area and I have won awards and I've done this stuff and I priced myself accordingly and I pissed, I stepped on every photographer's toes in my town. Some of them still don't like me and I'm okay with it because the thing yep. is that this isn't a hobby for me. Like I didn't know that four years, three years later I would be divorced and, and I didn't know a year and a half after that my husband would quit his job and just drink all the time and I would be the breadwinner. Like, thank God I jumped in when I did. Like, I don't know what I would have done, yeah. but, yeah. but I experienced that backlash of women, you know, and I was telling you earlier about that idea that, um, that I'm going to be launching a podcast soon, but yeah. it's interesting because those experiences are still, still linger. Like the other day, so a few weeks ago, there's I had said posted something and um, it it upset. I had posted about like a house party locally that people were at, and I'd pissed off another mom whose kid was there. He's a celebrity ish. I don't know. And so she was really upset about it. So she posted on her page, "Yeah, this local photographer is bashing our kids. Mind you, their kids are in their twenties, but okay, their kids, whatever." Yeah. So this had happened and I am like, what? Someone said, oh yeah, like someone's like talking all about you on this page. So I went over on this page who I was apparently friends with her, but I'm friends with everybody because I run a business. Right. And so I went over there and there was a comment that really sat with me. It, it sat with me for weeks until yesterday until I decided I was going to do something about it. But the comment was, I bet it's that bitch Mia. And it really bothered me. And I'm like, you know, locally, like I'm a member of the junior league. I'm a single mom. I have the two girls right. are with me all the time. I've never gotten an ounce of child support. I do everything for my kids. I'm a kick-ass mom. I run four companies. I, you know, when this whole thing kicked off, like I went and I, I bought little things of alcohol and toilet paper and coloring books for kids and like dropped them off to all my friends who were single moms whose husbands were deployed. Like I try, I really, not, not that I'm perfect, but i work hard to be a good person, to be a member of my community, to lead women, to, to yep. be someone who my kids can look up to. And someone that did not know me has never met me said, I bet it's that bitch Mia, like cool reputation in the small town. Like I'm really killing it over here. And wow. it's weird because people, but it's because I am that way. Like I am, yeah. I just jump in and I go all in and people don't like that. People that aren't secure with who they are, don't like women like that. And so I, yesterday I was like, it was really bothering me. And I was listening to a podcast by Ed Milet. Yeah. I just thought, you know what, what if I did a podcast called that bitch with a camera and I just photograph, I just podcast and interviewed other bitches yeah. like that. And I, and I reached out to Tony Watley and I said, what if, you know, what if I interviewed your wife and she's that bitch who sells real estate? Yeah. Like all, all women who are in business are that bitch who does something. Someone's going to call you a bitch because you're successful. And like, right. you may be that bitch, but like, who are you really? Like, what are you doing? How are you leading women? How are you helping your family? How are you killing in business? Like what is setting you apart? And we need more women to look up to that are that bitch. And 
I'm happy to be I'm happy to be here at this point. But it took well, me a long time to get there. I mean, I'm almost 40. I'll be 39 at the end of this month. So. Well, Mia, you know, I I want to I wanted to leave it on that high note because you said so much uh, about the things that you're doing, and I can tell you're so passionate about everything you do. I can tell that yeah. you're always trying to put the right foot forward whether it's being a good member of your community, being a good human being, helping other women. And you just keep doing all of that, regardless of what society tells you, you know. Um, and with that being said, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, people can connect with you out there in social media. I mean, what's the best, especially female entrepreneurs, what's the best way, throw out some social handles, some websites, what's the best way to connect with you? Um, so on Instagram, I'm O-O-X-O Mia. My name is spelled M-I-A. Um, I run Blissful Lens Photography out of Abilene, Texas. And I'm actually um, just launched like an actual just a fan page or whatever. And it's just my name, Mia Quilla Barnes. Um, and it's about photography, mentoring, and coaching. But um, I'll be coaching business owners as well. So that's okay. awesome Mia thank you well thank you so much for being on the podcast you know I, I always enjoy our conversations and I appreciate you sharing so much thank you thank you for having me it was fun